Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul test this beautiful morning. Lord, I thirst to be here in your presence this morning. I magnify the one who is King of kings and Lord of lords. I magnify the one who is Jehovah. Your name is Yahweh. And that is what you are to be called from generations to generations. I magnify the one who is the Father and God of my Lord Jesus Christ. Alpha and Omega, Ancient of Days, King of Glory, Master of the Universe, I magnify you again this morning. You are the one who is to be praised. You are the one who is to be called righteous. You are the one who is to be called holy. Be glorified forevermore, precious Lord. Be glorified evermore, precious Lord. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you because you are not a man. Scripture says you do not change. Thank you for every day, even today, you load us again with your blessings and with your benefits. Lord, we are grateful. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of your mercies. Thank you for the gift of grace. Thank you for the gift of family. Thank you for the gift of friends. Lord, we give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we read our Bibles together again this morning, we ask for insight. We ask for wisdom in your word. Help us to contact discretion this morning and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. So we continue reading our Bibles together this morning. We have been doing the Bible commentary, study, and reading together of the New Testament. We are currently in the book of Matthew. A big thank you to everyone joining in, especially those who are joining us today for the first time. If you are listening to this podcast for the first time, I hope you are blessed. I hope that the Lord will continue to increase and satisfy your thirst for his word in the mighty name of jesus this podcast would bless you so please share it with a friend anyone any christian you know you want and you are trusting god for them to be grounded in the world share it with them and they will thank you for it so we read matthew chapter 23 today we stopped on matthew chapter 24 yesterday sorry matthew chapter 22 we'll read matthew chapter 23 today Uh, Matthew chapter 23, Jesus criticizes the religious leaders and we have big lessons to take from here. Remember, the religious leaders are the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law, the elders who go around portraying themselves as the standard uh, of truth. Let's see what Jesus shares with them. Uh, Matthew chapter 23 from verse 1 says, Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, 
the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. They are the official interpreter of the law of Moses. If you, the Greek says that the Pharisees sit in the seats of Moses. In other words, they sit as interpreters. They sit as the one who have authority, okay, to interpret the laws of Moses. Jesus says, verse 3, so practice and obey whatever they tell you. Practice and obey what they tell you, but don't follow their examples. Wow. Jesus is saying that these guys are not role models. These guys don't practice what they preach. They say one thing, but when you look at their lives, it is something else. Jesus says, don't be like them. Don't be like them. Don't follow their examples, for they don't practice what they teach. Lessons for us this morning, right? Practice what you teach. Let what let your words line up with your action or your actions line up with your words. Let people be able to say we have checked and we can confirm that he does his word. Let that be your testimony. Verse 4 says they crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the body. They make demands, insisting that people fulfill the dictates of the law, whereas they will not leave a finger. They will not lift a finger to do anything about it. Uh, Big lessons for us. Big lessons for us to learn this morning. It is not our duty to, to put burdens on people. It is our duty to help them know God and to love God better and better. That is our duty as those who are role models. If you are a role model to anyone, Jesus is teaching you something this morning. You are a pastor. You are an elder in church. You are a leader. You are a father. You are a mother. You are a brother. You are a sister. You are a role model to someone. Be an example. Practice what you teach, what you preach, what comes out of your mouth. Practice it and God will bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. In verse 5, he says, everything they do is for show. Wow. Jesus says everything, everything. They are in the temple, they are doing it for sure. They come to the synagogue, it's for sure. You see them standing on the roadside talking to somebody, it's all for sure. We can't live like that. Role models shouldn't live like that. He says on their arms, they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture scripture verses inside and they wear robes with extra long tassels and and they love to sit they love to sit at the eye table can you imagine that at the eye table at the banquet and in the seats of honor in the synagogue they want to be seen and known of men as those who are who are the elders as those who know the word of god as those who can pray ah oh prayer they want to be seen as that you see them he says they have they wear extra wide prayer boxes okay they hold beads standing by the roadside chanting making it look as if so that everyone can recognize that they are praying Uh, he says and they wear robes with extra long tassels he says they love to sit at the head of the table at the banquet and in the seats of honor in the synagogue they love to receive respect greet respectful greeting as they walk in the marketplace and to be called rabbi 
they want to be called rabbi they want to be called teacher they walk past you you don't greet them they will pull you back come here are you are your eyes blind didn't you see me <laughs> jesus says don't let anyone call you rabbi you hear that for you have only one teacher and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters all of us so in the eyes of god we are equals as brothers and sisters so don't don't allow anything like that to deceive you because you are a pastor because you are an elder because you are a father you are a mother in the eyes of god we are all equals as brothers and sisters he says and don't address anyone here on earth as father for only god in heaven heaven is your father that father is in capital letter f in other words d father <laughs> don't address anyone as d father over your life only god has or owns that position verse 10 says and don't let anyone call you teacher for you have only one teacher the messiah see that the greatest among you must be a servant the greatest among us must be the servant the way it works in this kingdom is that the leader is the chief servant the leader is the one who serves others the leader is not the one who demands to be served you see you know that this is counter to our culture right yes in our own culture and in many cultures all over the world the leader is the one who is served in the kingdom the culture of the kingdom the le- the leader is the chief servant see but those who ex- exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted if you exalt yourself if you fill yourself with pride god will humble you i'm telling you God will use the things of this world to make you know that you are not a God, that only He is El Shaddai. But if you humble yourself, God will lift you up. The book of James says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and He will exalt you in due time. Humble yourselves this morning. Verse 13 What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourself and you don't let others enter either. You shut the door of the kingdom against people's faces. You put so much burden on them that they can never fulfill the dictates of the Lord. They can't enter the kingdom. Whereas you too, you cannot enter because you are a pretender. Hallelujah all right so if you were using the new living translation you will notice that from verse 13 it then goes to verse 14 sorry it goes to verse 15 you don't have a verse 14 so i will read that verse 14 from the new king james version you don't have that in the in the new living translation and i explained already why that is so in the manuscripts that were used to interpret the new living translation the man that manuscript does not have matthew chapter 23 verse 14. it does not you have to pay attention to that in verse 14 it says woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for you devour widows houses and for a pretense make long prayers therefore you will receive greater condemnation hmm? for a pretense you make long prayer your intention is to take their houses from them is to 
steal from widows. Oh, ha, Jesus says, your condemnation will be greater. Verse 15, what sorrows? Back to New Living Translation. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you cross land and sea to make one convert, and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell. Hey, of hell, you yourself ha. Wow, wow. In other words, they turn a convert, a disciple, they turn the person into themselves. Hey, verse 16 says, blind guys, what sorrows are, sorrow awaits you? For you say that it means nothing, it means nothing, nothing to swear by God's temple, but that it is binding, it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple. I'll take that verse 16 again. Blind guys, what sorrow awaits you? For you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple but that it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple. Now, Jesus, Jesus is going to use a series of analogies comparing two things that are not in themselves wrong, but the interpretation that the Pharisees have given it has not turned it on its head, making it wrong. So here, Jesus says, for you say that it means nothing to swear, to swear by the temple but that it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple. In other words, the material, the gold that they received was more important to them than the temple. They didn't care that people came to encounter God in the temple. All they wanted, they cared about was the gold in the temple. So they said, look, remember the Korban, right? Yeah. When they will say, if you have made a vow to give something to God in the temple, then you don't need to take care of your parents. You don't need to bother yourself working hard to provide for your family. What was more important was the vow that you made in the temple. Okay, so nothing wrong with the vow that you have made, but you ought to also take care of your parents. So same thing here, nothing wrong in giving in church, giving in the temple, but you should not make that more valuable than the temple. He says, for you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple, but that it is binding <laughs> to swear by the gold in the temple. Blind fools, which is more important, the gold or the temple <laughs> that makes the gold sacred? Obviously, the temple is more important, right? Both are important. It's just that the temple is more important. And that should be what our emphasis and our focus should be rather than focus on the gold. 18 says, and you say, and you say that to swear by the altar is nothing. Again, another analogy, to swear by the altar is not, is not binding, but to swear by the gift on the altar is binding. <laughs> you see these guys? All they were interested in is what they will eat. Eh? What will enrich them? In other words, you came to the altar, you brought nothing. Eh, yeah, you, can, you can say your prayer and get out of this place. Your prayer is not binding. We will not even hold you to your prayers. But you came to this altar, you made a vow to give something. The, uh, that, that, that altar, that gift you have made is binding. Jesus says, verse 19, how blind, for which is more important, 
the gift on the altar or the altar that makes the gift sacred. Which is more important? Both, again, both are important. But I'm telling you, your, your worship to God before that altar, your focus on, on God, that the altar provides a place where you meet God is by far more important than any material gifts that you are bringing to the altar. 20, when you swear by the altar, you are swearing by it and by everything on it. And when you swear by the temple, you are swearing by it and by God who lives in the temple. And when you swear by heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God and by God who sits on the throne. In other words, you are pay, you, should, you ought to pay more attention to your relationship with God. Pay more attention to relationships than to material acquisition. Jesus is, trying to, is telling them, but the Pharisees have turned it on his head. They paid attention far more to material things. Verse 23 says, What sorrow, what sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. You are careful to tithe even the tiniest, the tiniest income for your, from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, faith, you should tithe, yes, but you, you but do not neglect the more important things. Now, this is one of the scriptures that some people present as a reason why people should not tithe. You understand the scripture now, right? If you take the same analogy as Jesus has been taking it from the beginning, you understand that Jesus is not saying tithing is wrong. You should tithe. In the New Testament, we have the concept of tithing. In the, new, in the New Testament. However, Jesus is saying justice, mercy, faith, love, family are by far more important. Why you are paying attention to the tiniest, the tiniest bit of tithing. Pay attention to justice, giving justice to people, showing mercy to those who need who, or who should obtain mercy. Having faith in God, building your relationship with God are by far more important. 24. Blind guys. Blind guys, you strain your water so you don't accidentally swallow a, a gnat, but you swallow a camel. And this one is very hilarious. You, you are careful to strain your water. I'm sure you know what a gnat is, right? A gnat is that, that those. Uh, little particles that you have on on the surface of your water jesus is saying that you are so careful you strain yourself to be so careful you 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 sift that that dirt that nut you sift it to the side so that you don't accidentally seek, drink it you are that careful with a nut something that small he said but you acid, accidentally swallow a camel who does that how can somebody swallow a camel and not know? <laughs> In other words, they were pretenders. <laughs> they were pretenders. Jesus is telling us, let's learn from the Pharisees today. You can't be a pretender and think you can serve God genuinely. No, it doesn't work like that. You can't be paying attention, you know, to gnats in other people's eyes. 
You can't be paying attention to the little speck in other people's eyes and then the camel that is walking into your mouth. You don't even know. Uh, Jesus says hypocrites. Verse 25, what sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish. Jesus is not saying again that it is wrong to clean the outside of the cup and the dish. That's very important. Keep the outside clean. Holiness is important. Keep the outside clean. However, what about what is on the inside? He said, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup. And the dish, but inside you are filthy. You are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees, first, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish. And then the outside will become clean too. You start from the inside. Pay by far more attention to what is on the inside. I see people. We should be role models to new converts, you know, paying too much attention to what is on the outside, not bothering themselves with what is on the inside. This is a new convert. Continue to put the right thing on the inside. What is on the outside will gradually change to meet up what is on the inside. Jesus says, hypocrites, <laughs> you blind Pharisees, first wash the, wash the inside of the cup the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. Hmm? Yes, 27. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead, bone, dead people's bones and all sorts of impurities. You see that? On the outside, they looked beautiful. On the outside, they looked righteous. They looked like those who were ah, the pastors in church. They looked like churchgoers. But on the inside, Jesus says, they were filled, full of dead people's bones. Just like, you know, when you see these tombs that are so beautiful on the outside, and that's how we build them, right? But on the inside, they are bones. <laughs> there are bones, death, everything is on the inside. Um, fine, you should take care of what is outside. But Jesus is saying, pay by far more attention to what is on the inside. Outwardly, you look right, you look like righteous people. But inwardly, hey, inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. My prayer for you this morning is that you will not be a Pharisee. Eh? The truth is, uh, we have a lot of Pharisees among us, a lot of Pharisees. Jesus says, you know them by their hypocrisy. You know them by their lawlessness. They do not pay attention to the word of God. They do not care about the word of God. They are always pretending before people. They always want to show off. They always want to be the one that is respected, the one that is called the teacher, the one that everybody has to bow before. He said they are hypocrites. They are pretenders. All right, let's try and write round this one up. Say, what sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you, you build tombs for the prophets your ancestors killed, and you decorate the monuments of the, of the godly people your ancestors destroyed. Then you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would never have joined them in killing the prophets. 
But in saying that, you testify against yourself that you are indeed the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. So go ahead and finish what your ancestors started. Snakes, sons of vipers. (laughs) Wow, Jesus is using some sharp words. But I think these Pharisees deserved it, right? They've been following him right from Nazareth, right from Galilee. Now Jesus is with them in Jerusalem. And Jesus is is telling them so that they will understand that their system is about to come to an end by his death on the cross. He says, snakes, sons of vipers, verse 33, how will you escape the judgment of hell? Hey, I pray for you again, you will escape the judgment of hell. In the mighty name of Jesus. Since therefore, verse 34, therefore I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers of religious law, but you will kill some by crucifixion and you will flog others with with whips in your synagogues, chasing them from city to city. As a result, you will be held responsible for the murder of all godly people of all time. See, from the mother of the righteous Abel to the mother of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you killed in the temple between the sanctuary and the altar. Since I tell you the truth, this judgment will fall on this very generation. And sincerely, it fell on that generation. Because in their time, in their time, all of this happened. They were chasing men from city to city. Very soon, you will see Paul, Saul, we show up on the scene, chasing men from city to city, killing the prophets, killing all those who claim that they were standing for Jesus Christ. Eventually, this judgment will come on them because the Roman, the Roman government came and destroyed, destroyed the temple. All right, let's finish this one. Jesus grieves over Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her cheeks beneath her wing. But you wouldn't let me. Even when Jesus was trying to gather them, to protect them, just like a hen protects her cheeks, they refused. Jesus says 38, and now look, your house is abandoned and desolate. For I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say, Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Berukabah, Beshem Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Big lessons for us to learn this morning, right? Ha ha. Please don't be like the Pharisees. Don't be like the religious teachers, the religious teachers of the law who try to teach others and do nothing about the word of God in themselves. Be a doer of the word. Hallelujah. Jesus says, I have wanted to gather your children. I have wanted to gather you. I want to save you. I want to see you saved. But you reject Jesus. I pray for you this morning. You will not reject a relationship with Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, be a doer of the word. Be a man of your word. Be an example of the believer. Clean what is inside. Pay attention to what is inside. By far more attention to what is inside. It's good to pay attention to what is on the outside. But start with what is on the inside. Love God genuinely. Live by the word of God. Be a doer of the word. The Bible says, 
the doers of the word are the ones that are blessed. You want to be blessed this morning? Be a doer of the word. Be a genuine, a genuine disciple of Jesus Christ. And I pray this morning that you will be blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for you that on that day, you will not be called snakes and vipers. Hi, in the mighty name of Jesus, yours will not be hypocrites in the name of Jesus because you will be a doer of the word. Father, we say thank you this morning. I pray for my brothers and sisters. Help us to be examples of believers. Help us to be role models. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.